Hello there, friends, and welcome. Welcome to the Stations of the Cross. This year, our church, Trinity Presbyterian, has an opportunity to partner with an artist by the name of Scott Erickson, who has put together his own modern rendition of the traditional Stations of the Cross. Scott writes that the Stations of the Cross are a historical practice of Christian pilgrims who sought to retrace Jesus' final steps in Jerusalem up to the hill where he was crucified. Wanting to share that practice and experience with people who couldn't make the trip to the holy city, they created these stations of meditation that became in itself a tradition. We know that a lot of people have differing opinions of Jesus. And so whether you would call yourself a Christian, somebody who has some questions, or somebody who's on the outside looking in, you're each welcome here today. And we hope that these 12 stations the artwork by Scott Erickson, and then the scripture passages that accompany each of those pieces of art will be meaningful for you. That you'll lean into the story of Jesus and wonder, could it be true? Because if it is, we really believe that it changes everything. As you go through each of the 12 stations, once you get to the 12th, once you get to the end, you're invited to stay a little bit longer if interested. You don't have to immediately go back to your car and leave. We'll have a station set up for you to sit, to reflect, to pray. And please let our team know if there's anything at all that we can do to come alongside you in your own spiritual journey, to answer any questions, or to at least be part of the conversation. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this with us today. Let's get started. Station number one, Jesus is tempted. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter along and the two sons of Zebedee and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour. Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26, 36-41 Station number two, Jesus is betrayed. Then while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. His betrayer had arranged a signal with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him and lead him away securely. He came and immediately went over to him and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. At this they laid their hands on him and arrested him. Mark 14, 43 through 30, 46. Station number three, Jesus is condemned. When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour in the power of darkness. When day came, the council of elders of the people met, both chief priests and scribes, and they brought him before their Sanhedrin. 
They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. But he replied to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I question, you will not respond. But from this time on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further need have we for testimony? We have heard it from his own mouth. Luke 22, verse 53 and 66 through 71. Station number four, Jesus is mocked. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? And Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. John 18, 19 through 24, and John 19, verses 1 through 3. Station number five, Jesus is given his cross. No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. And they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the Place of a Skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. John 3, 13 through 19, and John 19, verse 6, and verses 15 through 17. The sixth station, Jesus falls. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servants be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John 20, verses 20 through 26. The seventh station, Simon carries Jesus' cross. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26. The eighth station, Jesus is stripped. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. Luke 23, verses 27 through 34. The ninth station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him saying, he saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, leme sebekthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, verses 41 through 46. The tenth station, Jesus dies. Greater love has no one than this, 
that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. John 15, 13 through 15, and John 19, verses 28 through 30. The 11th station, Jesus is buried. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud, and he laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb, and he went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Matthew 27, verses 57 through 66. The Twelfth Station, Jesus Rises. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. John 10, verses 7 through 15. Well, now that you have made it through each of the 12 stations, we'd like to invite you to stay for just a few extra minutes to give yourself a little bit of extra time to decompress, to think through what you heard, what you saw, and what you experienced. We've created a little bit of space under the tents that you may see right in front of you. If you'd like to sit there, you're welcome to. That space is for you. 
to jot down any thoughts, questions, impressions, ideas that you may have had as you experienced those 12 stations and the journey with Jesus towards the cross. If you have thoughts for us or any member of our team, let us know how we can come alongside you, help you, assist you, and maybe spur you forward in this journey of exploring what Christianity is really all about. And really the belief, or maybe it's a question, that if Christianity were true, if Jesus did what he said he did, and if he actually was who he said he was, then it really does change everything. To that end, there are two questions for you to consider. Number one, in what ways did your walk through the stations of the cross confront any of your preconceived or your unchallenged notions about Jesus? And number two, if the story of Jesus is true, we believe that it changes everything. Are there barriers standing in your way to believing in Jesus? And what might it look like to move toward Him for you. Please continue to let us know how we can come alongside you in this journey. Let us know how we can serve you. You're always welcome to visit our church's website, www.trinitysd.org. Find our staff page. Send any of us a question. We hope that you have an incredible week as you reflect on the meaning of Easter, the reality of Jesus, and the fact that He's resurrected again from the dead. His resurrection gives us tremendous hope, especially in seasons like this.